All right, welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly Pump. I am your host, Johnny Blaze, and right now I am on Monksville Lake in, uh, what town is this? West Milford, New Jersey. West Milford, New Jersey. I'm, uh, I'm on Captain Scott Howard's boat, <laughs> <laughs> and, and joining me is, is Scott and... <laughs> Maureen Mackerlein? Yes. Is that how you say it? Mackerlein? You perfectly nailed and, it. And everybody around here knows her better as Mo. How are you doing today, Mo? Doing great. Dude, awesome. Awesome. Uh, I've been I've been very, uh, I've been trying to get a, f- a female onto the podcast as much as possible. I've, it's all men. It's Am I all, the first you're female? The first, you're the first female. <gasps> Thank you. Yeah. So, and Look for me, for me, like, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm like two hours away from here. So we have many females in our area, but like the first female pro I, I remember seeing was you. And it was only because everybody's like, you don't mess with Mo. Get like, out. Mo will kick your ass. Yeah, it's the and jersey. It, it is. And, and I learned that very quickly when I finally <laughs> became like friends with you. And that was uh, at a New England Team Challenge event. Yes. And, uh, and, and I mentioned a, a term that we all like to say that Mike had said at some point. And you like grabbed me at one point and you just yelled it in my face and like ran out on the course. And I was like, all right, this is a badass chick right here. Like she's ready to go out there and just like, yes. you know, take no prisoners. And and I'm sure that that's how you tackle most of your life, right? Exactly. Well, when when you're with Scott Howard as your life partner, that happens sometimes. But yeah, I mean, you just gotta grab onto it and go. Yeah. I, I think that's hilarious that I actually like shook you and then moved on to the course. And yeah, said, it was Let's it go. was. Inten- I think it was just it was very much that moment and like, I was excited because I was a part of a team. Like yes. that was my first ever team challenge like event. Yeah, you know? you're talking about team challenge. The that team idea. challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, New England started it, and Scott might know the answer to this, but it's it didn't take while to stick up there at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it started probably in 08. So that was 13, 14 years ago, and I was one of I didn't join the first year, but the second year I was only one of eight teams and I was one of eight girls that, that started the out. whole entire the doing, whole entire league which was is only now eight teams. however like x amount oh of teams, gosh which is absurd. it's probably a hundred teams which I don't is, even know I, I can't imagine there's a bigger team challenge event anywhere yeah there's a pool a through f pool and then a play in pool I think the last yeah. time I heard um but yeah being one of the first eight women you know to start it off was crazy we played for team captain lawrence the brewery nice um scott was on the team too and we were a bunch of misfits man we were probably the best golfers out there but we would just go and have too much fun the night before and end up drinking and eating and oh it's nice it's nice to see that team warwick hasn't changed exactly we just it's it's about having fun and just the camaraderie and like I'm, I'll have fun playing good golf, but I won't have fun playing good golf if I don't have a little bit of a buzz, or my <laughs> exactly. whoever I'm playing doubles with, or whoever I'm playing with isn't have doesn't have a little bit of a buzz and is is loose, you know. Yeah, and I can remember. I mean, my one of my favorite team challenge stories. Scott probably has a ton of them, but my favorite one was we were staying at this hotel in Massachusetts. It was connected to a bar. Long story short, we all get compl- the Kings. What, what is it called? The oh, Kings, King the King pack in Connecticut. In Connecticut. And we had just gotten our first team shirts and they said team captain Lawrence on that. And they were collared and we like felt like a team and it was like the real deal. And we got so drunk that night. Long story short, Sean Healy threw up an issue and used his first Team Captain Lawrence shirt to wipe up the puke off of himself and the floor and ended up throwing it away. 
Wow. Yeah. I was so, about to say that's a perfect christening for a shirt. Yeah. But you got to keep it. But I guess throw it away if you don't have, you know, you don't have plastic bags with you to travel home with a puke-soaked shirt. Yeah, I'm not sure actually if he threw it away, but I do know that he never, that whole season, he didn't have, he was the one guy not wearing the shirt. <laughs> he probably threw like, it away yeah. then, yeah. Or was just too embarrassed to wear it. Yeah, and then the elders, <laughs> the, it was fun because then the elders, like the Bill Newmans and uh, Daver and those guys, they got mad at him and they were like, you know, there's a respect level here and, you know, that's your shirt and you've got to make sure you keep it and you know you treasure it and then here he is like puking on the first day so. yeah i mean i mean they're, they're, they're not wrong but he's not wrong either you know? like, <laughs> awesome exactly. so how much uh, how long before that did you start playing disc golf not long i think i started in 06 an ex-boyfriend got me into it and then i only dated him for about scott loves hearing the story by the way um i only <laughs> dated him about six or eight months and then we ended up breaking up. It was a bad, it wasn't a good fit for either of us. But then I was like hooked on it. I mm -hmm. met Scott about six months later. And then from there, we just traveled everywhere. Like yeah. just, you fall in love with, I think everybody probably listening here too, is you just fall in love with it right away. And it becomes like an obsession and you want to know everything and learn everything. And I was fortunate enough to be really good friends with Leslie Brinster and Steve Brinster too. But Leslie was the only pro on our scene at that time, she had just gotten off tour probably the year or two before. They had just moved back to the East Coast or uh, to um, Jersey City and then eventually up to Warwick. So long story, I keep saying long story short, but I guess that's Every, the podcast, everybody right? Has their, everybody has their saying. You know, it's, either, it's either shout outs or long story shorts or some, something, <laughs> like, something gets repeated numerous times. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, but she really took me under her wing and then showed me how to play. She was the reason why I was so successful so so fast. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. And then, uh, so then you started going on, like, you go on full tour or were you just mini tour or? No. So I worked, I've worked full time the entire time I played disc golf, but um, tried to make it to majors a lot. So the good thing is, is I've played, you know, uh, major championships. I played women's nationals, I think twice. I've played worlds two or three times. So we've been very fortunate over the years to play big tournaments and be able to travel and have enough vacation time to go. So that's been really great. Um, but I think I just, so recently I just looked at this too, because when I played Vermont and the Green Mountain Championships and I won the A tier there, like when, two weeks ago. Okay, just recently. Just recently. And Scott turned to me and he said, how many A tiers have you won? And that was an A tier, not a national tour because mm -hmm. I was playing uh, masters, women's masters. And I looked and that was my, I think, sixth A tier win in sixth, my career. That's, yeah, that's pretty substantial right there. It felt like two or three, but when I looked, I was like, yeah, it must have been. 15, oh, nice. 15 year career, I guess. That's that's pretty substantial right there. Yeah, I, I, I don't happy. have any A tier wins. How many how many do you have, Scott? I don't count. I lost count. <laughs> he doesn't like to compare. <laughs> oh yeah, well that's true. I can look it up. I don't know. <laughs> I got some Masters A tier wins though. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, well you, you got to play to your age, and if and if it's there for you to take, then you take it, you know. And that was a battle for it. That was a battle for you this like two weeks ago. Right? Uh, Green Mountain Championships. Yeah, it was three rounds, three different courses, so you can't get you know redemption on any of the courses which i feel like is one of my biggest strengths as i come back i feel like everybody's probably that way but um so after the the second day i found myself on the lead card there were seven women um so there's really only two cards in fp40 
but I, yeah, I was on the lead card. I was down by two strokes starting off the day and then just, you know, I'm not playing as well as I used to. I don't play as much. So mm -hmm. I was kind of happy with my game. I'm like, I can't give myself too many expectations. So I just kind of ran in and did my thing and it came down to like the last three holes. And there was one woman leading by one. She ended up bogeying hole 18 at Brewster. And we, me and another girl got, another woman got uh, threes. And then we ended up going into a three-way playoff for first. Which is awesome. Which was, I've been in playoffs before, like, but not at like an A-tier huge with a three-way tie. So, of course, the gallery comes down, you know, La Grassa's there. And, uh, you know, I don't think Jeff Spring was there, but Chris Young was there, the tournament director, you know, the king of Vermont. And, you know, all these people just kind of came out of the woodwork and watched us throw and the one girl gets up to make her put we all drive one girl gets up to make her putt and she hits the tree unfortunately because she was hitting every putt before then i'm like this is it she's gonna win um i get up oh did we just hit i think a tree. we just hit a, we a just tree? Hit a tree well does it wouldn't be a disc golf podcast if you didn't hit a tree <laughs> Hit trees, frisbees hit trees. Yeah, so I'm always hitting trees, no matter what I'm doing. If we sink, we won't. Sink. If we sink, it would you know? No one will hear this probably. <laughs> I'll make sure this memory, this memory card stays dry, and we'll we'll hear this much of it. You know, there's only two PFDs on board, by the way, and there is three people. So uh -oh. who knows well, what's called the Coast Guard? Yeah. <laughs> one of us might not make it back. No, no, I have my pumps on. That's right. I have my pump blazes, on. I blazes, pump, I blows might as well, those are the best PFDs. If a oh, Coast Guard guy comes along and doesn't qualify, those are PFDs. I don't know what a yeah. PFD is, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a PPD, a personal pumping device. <laughs> thing is great. Well, these things are in, look how inflated they are. Jeez. I think I'm safe here, though. <laughs> You're looking good, feeling good, right? Yeah, I'm feeling good, looking good, definitely, without a doubt, you know? Yeah, exactly. But I figured these were probably the best uh, boat pumps. I was like, I was trying to figure out, like, what do you, what does someone wear on a boat? Because I, I, I asked you to, to do the podcast, and, and then last night you said, hey, you know, like, can we do it on a boat, you know, with Scott? It would be great. We can go fishing. Be, I'm like, yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I personally don't fish very much. Um, but uh, you know, I enjoy it when I do get to go, so it's kind of cool. And then my immediate thought, my immediate thought was like, "Well, what do I wear?" So I was like, "Well, button-down, button-down shirt." You know, probably a floral. Oh. I wanted to go with like more of a floral design or something nautical. Okay. And then uh, I wanted to get like a nice sun hat because you know we're out in the, we're out in the sun out here. And I went to Walmart and Target this morning. I didn't find <laughs> anything. I even went to Best Buy to buy other stuff, and that they, they don't open till 10 in the morning. It was it was really just like a failure of a morning. I got gas. That was about it. You know? I love your thoughtfulness that yeah. went into this day. Oh, I mean, it's got to be, you. you know what I mean? For the gram. You know, I got to get the pictures and everything <laughs> yeah. like that. Do it for show. <laughs> yeah, do it for show. I, uh, I said it last week uh, to somebody that, uh, you know, I'm a social influencer. I got to, like, make sure I keep, you know, keep. I may only influence about 100 people, but, hey, those 100 people are influenced. Yeah. by me so i gotta i gotta look good and feel good exactly the you weekly know? pump man yeah. keep getting out there you yeah so i so i think like these probably were these are like these are the original pumps these were the ones i bought when i was in college the very first pair the, my very first pair wow. yeah these are the, the michael changs wow. yeah they're a little beat up i glued the soles back yeah. together a couple times you know to kind of make them that. work and then they were the first ones that D dustin wolf came out and videoed mm. at sellersville yes and these were the ones i wore and that's what started the whole do you even pump row quote-unquote phenomenon i guess you know amazing and, 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 and now it is what it is you now know? it's a revolution now, now it's a podcast a revolution 
an, a terrible addiction, you know, a pile of shoes in my room at all times. So Everybody's got their thing. Yours are shoes. Mine's shoes. And yeah, I'm, I'm a hoarder, basically. Oh. I hoard, but I, I call it collecting in my head, you know. So I hoard shoes. I hoard Frisbees. Yeah, dude. I have a bunch of pogs still. What's a yeah. pog? A pog? I don't know. A pog was a, it was a cardboard circle thing uh-huh. that you used to have to stack on top of each other and then throw another one on top and flip them. It was this game that people played that uh, I never played the game, but people collected these things. Yeah. And I collected them and the slammers, which were like the, we'll call them the drivers of the game, I guess, that would flip everything. I think I remember this. Yeah. So I have a couple sleeves. Well, you're like, you're a little, it might've been after your generation. Yeah. I'm yeah. 44. Yeah. So yeah, I'm like, I'm seven, seven years younger. So it was like, oh, you're just a baby. I'm just a baby. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not. Just a baby I, out I was here with told, this mullet. I was told this weekend, uh, when I was at, I was down in Hellertown and uh, Gabe Monk, who's a local LVDC troll, I can call him that. He, I love the guy. He's a Mets fan, so he's, he's decent by you guys, I guess. Um, yeah. We'll take him. He, uh, he, he was the one that always tells me when I look fat. Like if I start to gain weight, he's like, Blaze, you're getting fat. It's and happening. then this past weekend, he told me, hey, man, you should get some just for men because you have some grays popping up. <laughs> these are the kind of friends yeah. I have, apparently, yeah. you know, and that's, you got to give it back to him, man. Yeah, I try. It's a, he's a Mets fan, so I don't have to do much to give it back to him. I mean, do so. you want friends that are going to lie to you? Exa- and oh, tell exactly. You, and I, appreci- you, I appreciate yeah. him very much. And he's also he's a supporter of the pump. He's yeah. somebody that messages me if I don't post on Monday at a certain time. Hey, where's the pump? Yeah. So I, you know, for Gabe, I, I love like a super Gabe. fan. He's a super fan. Yeah. Yeah, he's a huge fan of me, apparently. That's yeah. good. You this know whole... who's not a super fan, unfortunately? No, who's that? I've never listened to a Pump It Up podcast before. It's the, well, it's the Weekly Pump. The Weekly <laughs> It's the Weekly Pump. It's, well, I'm, I'm glad horrible. you didn't listen to the Pump It Up. But here's the thing is I'm a horrible person it's okay. for not it's okay. doing that. I don't listen to any podcasts. So, like, so you feel my so, pain. So I understand. Like I, like I feel as a whole, disc golfers probably aren't the podcast type of people. We're doers. We get out there and do, we're, we're active. We're not sitting around listening to crap. Yeah. So it's, a tough, tell you it's what. a tough area to go into as far as like podcasting, you know, a disc golf podcast. I love this though. Yeah. I love it too. So, I, I mean, I just like to go on record that I've listened to every single one of I, your podcasts. Dude, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm one about, of your biggest I was about fans, to man. Say it. I was about to say it, that you were one of the very first people that said like, like I've listened to every single yeah. one. Yeah. I spent a lot of time in my car, work, a lot of time in traffic, listening to a lot of podcasts. But when the weekly pump comes out, I pretty much listen to it. Within the first couple of days it's aired, I've, I've yeah, listened to dude, it. Dude, th- th- thank you for that. that. That means a lot. You know and I, I, mean? I enjoy telling the ones that I, I don't like the most. I enjoy like going up to some of your subjects and being like telling them, like, listen, man, you were the worst person to ever be on a podcast. It's just, I'm, I'm it's probably, good, rea- good reactions, man. I'm probably going to have I'll some. I'll go down the list again. right now and tell you, tell I mean, you the ones I hate, but we don't oh, have to do comes. that. <laughs> oh, well, the only one I know, and I've been there when you told him was Hank. Yeah, right. There, so right you told face. me, you said, Hank, Hank should never be on a podcast uh, again. So that means that next week our guest is going to be Hank Hendry. Um, no. <laughs> I'm going to skip that one. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but yeah. I listen to the whole thing. Yeah, I love no, Hank. No, Hank's the best. And that's the I thing. And that's what I love so much about this area and these types of, and like our people. Yeah. Like we can bust each other's balls. We Definitely. can we can say things like that to each other, and we take it in stride, you know. And and that's that. The know? more grief we give we give each other, it's just 
it's the more we love each other, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and there's so much. And that's like... If I'm not making fun of you, that means I really don't like you. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm glad you started making fun of me. It means a lot to me. <laughs> Although you were, like, really genuine and nice to me when you said you listened to the podcast. So yeah. I, I questioned if you really like me or he not. He loves podcasts. I just can't get into them. Yeah. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to back to back. I'm going to take a week off from work. Okay. And I'm going to listen to all of your podcasts. Well, I don't, you don't have to take a whole week. I mean, we're just only... This will be the... This will be number 20. Oh. So it's only like, you know, a little over 25-ish hours. Maybe I'm in. 20, yeah. I'm so going to send so you progress reports. Okay, cool. Cool. You could skip some of them. I'll tell you which episodes okay. to skip. I, yeah, Scott, Scott can, I can say. Give you, I can give you the top 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just talk to him. He'll tell you which ones to listen to, which ones not to listen I, to. I don't want a single hand guy either. That wasn't, that wasn't really fair no, either. I mean, no, he's not all, no. He's, he's not all alone in my collection of. Uh, no, I believe it. He's, uh, just, he's just probably the closest to you. He was you the can first one. Say. He was the first one that I listened to. I was like, oh, my God, this is. Yeah, I hope Blaze can figure this thing out, I, man. <laughs> I, I wasn't the best during that one either. That was I. I had just gotten my uh, my my card, my medical marijuana card at the time. So okay. so so you were medicated. So I, I was highly medicated. Okay. Yeah, okay. I may have eaten some ice cream, some edibles, and and smoked a little bit. All right. But you know, I figured I might as well. You know, and it, it loosens things up. So so the first couple with with Carmen, I wasn't medicated. You know, so. You know, and I think that makes for a better a better podcast. You know, whether it's medicated with uh, with marijuana or medicated with with some beer. Whatever, yeah, yeah. you're what, the expert. Whatever. I love this. T- I'm the, uh, hardly, but thank you for that. <laughs> I've always wanted to be an expert in something, but I, I guess no issues with any of the medicines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, um, all right. So you were saying, um, you know, uh, Jeff wasn't there for the for. When you when you finished out the tournament, the playoff. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Because yeah, so, that was the best no, part. That's why I had to get back to it. The best part that before we hit a log or something underneath the boat <laughs> um, was so you know we each have like you know probably forty five foot putts. So I stand up to mine. I make mine. Mm-hmm. And it was like forty five fifty feet, and I was like, oh my gosh, I hadn't made one all day, and I'm like. So if the other, the third woman made hers, then it would have pushed to hole two. She missed hers, so I ended up winning. That's awesome. And that was probably my biggest want, win money-wise and like title-wise. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, it was, I think I got a check for like, or a PayPal for 800 bucks. And just the way in which it unfolded the last three mm-hmm. holes, so. No, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And there's video out there. Yeah, I mean, I'll Mo, try to link Mo it. can like a 55-footer under pressure to it win that awesome. playoff, too. It was a huge <laughs> so putt, badass. You just raised yeah. your I just arm. Told, yeah. I just told that story. Yeah, it oh, was did so you talk good. about how long the putt was? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, she tried to downplay it and say it was 45. <laughs> Too busy. It was like, tying it looked like it was 55. a worm on a hook. Here's the thing yeah. is I don't remember whole numbers. I don't remember courses. And I don't know how long. Like, I have mm-hmm. distance issues. So that's, like, yeah. part for the Well, you, you, you... You didn't get the Bushnell Bluetooth speaker that all the the pro players on the the Nat. Well, you, oh yes, you were on the A tier side. At the, Nan, at the Nantucket Open. Oh, that was Nantucket. Nantucket. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 was, yeah, Nantucket was That's last weekend. That's a pretty weekend. sweet deal. So you need to get yourself a Bushnell weekend. Bluetooth speaker. You know, yeah, it's called the disc, the disc jockey, I think they call it. Okay, it's actually designed for disc golf. Yeah, you link it to your U disc app, and it sinks in, and no matter where you on the are on the course, it knows how far you are from the basket. And you hit a button, and it's like. You know, you're this yeah, clips on your bag. It's pretty I can cool. link it to Buzzy's hole one right now. We can see how far we are from it. <laughs> Buzzy's. <laughs> that, that'll be a good Give one. Give me a second. Oh, poor Buzzy's yeah, got poor destroyed. Yeah, I saw pictures of that. That's unfortunate. Yeah, man. Buzzy's oh. is in a tough, tough situation right now. Yeah, there's some big trees coming down, and uh, 
Yeah, hopefully it buzzies, you know, recoups from it. And I guess there was only one basket that was damaged, right? 16, yeah. yeah. 16, 16 got bent up a little bit, yeah. And I actually, I, I reached, I said something to Joey Apples, and I'll say something to you guys. If any, I have a, I guess they were Mach 1s, right? Yeah, they were all have, original Mach 1s. I have an original Mach 1 that I can donate to the course. Absolutely. If we want to have something that's original. It was from, uh, I guess it was originally from Carousel, and then it moved to Bellevue. Okay. Oh, wow. And then Jimmy McElvain sold them off. I bought it off of him. All so, right. Sick. So I just have to go and, and, cool. and grab it. But I would love to donate it to, to Buzzies. And, you know, it, it needs to go somewhere. The course that it was on, it, it went to the cow pie, and the cow pie isn't there anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. So so at least if it's going to go somewhere, I want it to be used. Was and, the cow pie at Carousel? No, the cow pie is... Uh, is our local private course that we had out on our way. It was always the whenever Animal Fest came around and some of the pros would come up and like Devin wouldn't show up uh-huh. just because he was at the cow pike. Oh. It was always it was always Animal Fest weekend, which was like the second weekend in October. Exactly. Yeah. So that was a local private course that uh, a friend of ours, he lived at the property and it was uh, 20. I finally got to 27 holes nice. and it was just an awesome event. It was just absolutely amazing. I'll, I'll show you guys some video after. Yeah, I've it's, heard of it. I just yeah. never got the story behind it. That's yeah, it awesome. was it's just all it was awesome. It was a friend of ours, Dave, that that started the course and everything like that. And it started with people just giving like donating a practice basket. So it was all cloth baskets, a couple metal. And it finally got to the point that it's all metal baskets. And yeah. like really kind of it was just an awesome time. You know? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it was a clue. It was the closest I felt to like team challenge is the closest I feel that family I got was like the same type of family I got with the cow pie family, nice. which is really cool, you know, or the farmly as we would call them, Yes. you know, cause they're the farmers. So, you know, amazing. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. But our poor little buzzies, she's, uh, she's hurting. So yeah. she's got, they, what was it? Straight line winds, I think was what it was called. The, the weather event. Yeah. And never then, heard of it. It looked like a tornado went through it, but the next day the, they came up with some term called a, a downline wind or a straight line wind where a storm just blows up out of nowhere like a microburst and this just wind gust came straight out of the sky and just blew all the trees down in one direction, went straight across the lake and then interrupted a whole residential community on the side of the lake also. But oh, wow. It's, it's the most banged up I've ever seen that course in the, you know, I mean, the, 20, the, the, the 20 pictures, years I've been playing there. The pictures I saw, the trees looked massive. Yeah, some of the, the place got devastated, unreal. man. It sucks. Yeah, and Buzzies is really the heart and soul of Skylands. Mm-hmm. It's our, it's everybody goes to Buzzies doubles on yeah. Thursdays. Where so again? Yeah. I go, I go to, I come up for Thanksgiving doubles. Yeah, <laughs> I've been there the last two or three yeah, years, and that, it's like you, you got it. Like yeah. it's two hours. It's two hours for me. And Buzzies isn't like a premier course. You're not. It's not this great. Yeah. On U disc, it's not rated high. Probably. You mm-hmm. know, it's not one of these great. You know, but. It's the, the the atmosphere and the and the vibe that you guys give there is really is really cool and I, you know I just wish that your ice bowl wasn't the same day as South Mountain Ice Bowl. Mm-hmm. Right? I'd make it up for that too because I hear you guys you guys play out on the lake. Yeah, when it's, the, when it's if cold the lake enough. is frozen out there and the ice is safe. Yeah, Buzzy's Platinum. Yeah, we got four or five holes out there. That's, par fours, that's pretty par cool. Fives, that's yeah. a, that's we do uh, the CTB out there. Yeah, it's cool. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hopefully. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that it'll be ready for Thanksgiving. You know, that'll be a great thing to have again. You know. Yeah, it'll be back. Yeah, because we'll, we'll, be we'll back. put it we'll put it back together as best we can. That's nice. for sure. It's happening yeah. right now. Today, actually, it's happening. So oh. people are out there. We should have been there. We could. Yeah. We could do, you know, another another section over there if you want. Yeah, we could do. Yeah, we could do that. We'd do a launch, launch the boat over <laughs> there and just watch the them from the water doing yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. While we, we drink beer, yeah. we'll drink Steve. beer and podcast and uh, like watching. No, like, that's 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 like bad. That's rack that's, roll logs around yeah. the course. <laughs> yeah, I saw pictures of uh, all the logs that were cut in the parking lot. Yeah. I guess it was, and yeah. it looked like uh, 
you know, quite a quite a haul for everything, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, so you know, hopefully, uh, Buzzies is is a thing again and keeps keeps pushing on, you know, because because I'll be up again. Ju Judy Kenny invited me for Thanksgiving dinner again, nice. so oh, then it's on. so I'll be coming up for that no matter oh, yeah. what, you know. Yeah, I, I can't miss that. It'll be on again. Yeah, awesome. Well, that's good. Oh yeah, it's time. It's beer thirty again. Sweet. All right, so uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to shift this from uh, from mode over to Scott right here. Oh boy, here come the good stories. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're well, on. I don't, I don't remember anything, man. No, I, need, I need somebody around me to remind me of the stories. <laughs> but so, then... so we're we're on Monksville Lake. What's uh, what's the, the the biggest fish you've caught here on this lake? Monk Monksville Reservoir. Oh, Monksville Reservoir. Um, nothing too huge. I mean, I like to walleye fish, and this this is one of the lakes in New Jersey that's got walleye. So I don't know, maybe up to like. Eight nine pounds, tw okay. twenty eight inches, which is that's that's, I mean, that's, that's a pretty a quality big fish. walleye in in Canada, you know. Yeah. So it's uh, I'm twenty minutes away from here, and I come up here after work, and it's quiet. It's a nice spot, and yeah, it's really serene here. You know, yeah, you, you said spot, everything man. has to be under 10, 10 horsepower for motors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine so. nine. So I put around here with my electric motor, and sometimes I go a little faster when I'm not supposed to, but yeah. not on a day like this with all these paddle boarders <laughs> and kayakers and safety first. a lot of recreation yeah. going on out here you know yeah it's absolutely beautiful i mean people around here like you said paddleboarders kayakers we ran some kayakers in the parking lot everybody yeah. gets down here to enjoy this this is this is very nice yeah. you know so and we're five minutes from buzzies too so it's like so we I got these two cool recreational facilities in my back in my backyard you know i take nice. advantage of both of them so i'm guessing that's why you grabbed your disc golf bag before we left the house because yep. we're because we're that <laughs> it, close it might happen yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, could, yeah. it could happen yeah. i don't know what, i don't know where, where this day is going to end up yeah. so i just oh i didn't know <laughs> i never know that's 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 the joy of uh of, of this podcast and everything like that mm -hmm. you never you never quite know where it's going to go and and what's going to happen you know i mean uh, up until last night oh, well there's a dog on a paddleboard oh yeah holy moly I don't see paddleboarders very often. Yeah. So. That's a large dog too. Yeah. Wow. I wish I. I mean, I might have to take a photo real quick and I'll include that. You know. Here we go. Let me see. I mean, I can go run into it if you want to. No, no. I prefer if you didn't. <laughs> I mean, we're trying to. We we, we want to make friends out here. Not. Let me see. I'll zoom in. All right. Yep. He's got his PFD on. Yeah, that'll. He he does. He does. Yeah, I'll have to include that in so you guys will see the dog that you know just came across us. So. <laughs> no, this is great. I, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to come back up here again and maybe anytime, go, man. Go fishing with Hell you sometime yeah. or whatever, you know. Or maybe you can make your way out. And I, I'm planning on making a bunch of trips out to Oregon, you know. Maybe figure something out. I know a bunch of buddies out there to fish, some fishing guides and everything. Yeah, like that salmon thing. fishing, steelhead fishing yeah. out there. Yeah, that was uh, that's my that's my only fishing story was uh -huh. there, which was catching a salmon, which was so pretty sick. Which was pretty cool, you know. I, I don't eat salmon. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like yeah. I need them out there. I wouldn't eat them over here though. I'm actually going salmon fishing next week up in Pulaski, New York. But those salmon up there are like dying, rotting fish. But they're fun yeah. as hell to catch. So that's why I go up there and <laughs> fish for. Yeah, like in all, my opinion, I'd say all, all in all, the, the fish I caught wasn't it wasn't a very difficult fish. It wasn't really that. It was a two two three minute reel in oh, and wow, everything really? like that. And okay. It, and it came to me, you know. So um, I, I tell the story now, but you're, mm. I'm going to interview my buddy Tobiah, who took me on that at some point. Gotcha. He's a disc golfer and everything like All that. All right, cool. And I'm yeah. going to tell that fishing story. I'll, cool. Yeah, I think the, the only other fishing story I have was going to, I used to go to Arkansas. All right. My pappy lived in Arkansas, and he had, okay. a, he had a little pond on his property. All right. So, so we would we would cast out and catch catfish or little stuff yeah, every day. Yeah, bass, sunfish, yeah, that and kind I, of stuff. And I caught a Farm fish. Pond. I caught a I caught a catfish that was this big. Damn. <laughs> yeah, this, it was that big, but I was also about two and a half feet tall. So yeah. it's probably, 
It was that big? Yeah, it was probably about, you know, 10 inches, 12 inches. You know, well, when you tell a fishing story, the fish are always bigger in the story yeah. than they were when you catch them. So. <laughs> that, that's true. I'm, that's why I'm glad I have pictures of the one I caught out in Oregon and could see it was the size of my leg. Yeah. I mean, it's a short leg, but uh -huh. it, was the, it cool. was the size of it. So. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick little break, uh, and then we'll be back with more of the Weekly Pump. We're back from our five-minute break yeah. from the weekly pump. Uh, um, Scott caught a, a small, a largemouth bass. Yeah, caught a little a, bass. A couple bluegills. I caught a bluegill. Yeah. I didn't catch alive. anything. Yeah, Mo hasn't caught anything. But that's okay. We're, you know, that's part of fishing, not catching something. That's, that's why it's called not fishing, called not catching. catching. Yeah, it's it's part of the experience, and uh, and it's been a great experience. I've, I'm enjoying this. Uh, this lake is very peaceful. Been, it's been very eye-opening hearing a lot of stories from you guys and yeah, in five minutes, five minutes worth of stories. Mm -hmm. It's been great. <laughs> I've, I've enjoyed it very much. Um, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know where to go with the rest of this podcast. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of a mess at this point. You know? In those five minutes, I drank a couple beers. And, you know, not, so, not. so Blaze, how'd you get your name Blaze? Uh, how'd I get my name Blaze? Um, I was in... Let's say like ninth grade, and uh, Johnny, the Johnny Blaze clothing line, Method Man from Wu Tang had this clothing line. Johnny Blaze was okay. coming out. Yes. I had these uh, fire contacts that, if anybody that listens to the show went to high school with me, they would very easily remember. I had these crazy orange and red and yellow. Oh, okay. Was, yeah, it was a like weird. You put them on your eyeballs, and yeah. it makes you look like a Michael Jackson video or something. Yeah, like exactly. Gotcha. But they, they were prescription, though. So, like, I got away with wearing them all the time, which was kind of the sweet thing. Yeah, that was cool. And um, it was uh, my friend Jim Bowen and John Kish. They, uh, they gave me the nickname in one of my classes as Johnny Blaze. All right. And it kind of went from there. And, and at the time, I had I would smoke a lot of marijuana, you know, I mean, naturally. Okay, so, so, I mean, there's a lot of references to Blaze. There's a lot of that, references, yeah. yeah. And then the Johnny Blaze thing just came about from that. So that's how I ended up getting the name. I carried it for a while, went back to just no nickname. And then once Disc Golf started for me, Blaze was a perfect nickname, you know, gotcha. to, to kind of carry with it, you know. I tried to go with a John E. Blaze. Okay. Like, as, like, like the letter E? Yeah, the letter like, E, and that, that never really carried. That never really yeah. worked, you know what I mean? Johnny e. McRae kind of had the, yeah, the corner and, on that. Yeah, on yeah that I, I think he may have. I, I yeah. didn't know who he was, but that may have okay. been why it didn't carry. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, you know. You got to get those contacts back. You, you got to bring those back man yeah. i don't i don't know how people would feel about those Who cares? i show up on your i show up on out. your card i show up on your card and i have some fire i mean like, i know contact. you so it'd be cool yeah yeah i can imagine that i don't Blaze know if we have contact. but if i, I didn't know you and you rolled up i mean i'd be cool with it either way i'm yeah I'm, I've, I've thought about doing it with like an eye patch <laughs> and then at one point pulling the eye patch up to get something and you just have like one fire of blazy yeah. eye like <laughs> see what that would do <laughs> a blazy eye instead of a lazy eye <laughs> lazy eye i mean yeah yeah 
you should bring it back. I'm t- I've, I've thought about certain things like that, bringing it back and, you know, but I, I don't know how disc golf would handle that type of thing, you know. Come on. I mean, what, how, how would they handle it? That's true. I mean, they can't not handle it. That's like, also very true. Like, yeah. I mean, there's people that show up way more. Like, I mean, they, they handle, they handle that. I, I don't know if you knew this guy. He was a uh, local to us down in, uh, the Sellersville Naki area was uh, this guy Jamie Celery Sims. Nope. He had this n- giant, never met celery. He had this <laughs> giant green mohawk. Okay. That looked like a like, celery stalk. Well, yeah, because the tips would get like frilled, like 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 frizzy on the top. The celery and it looked stalk like a celery mohawk. stalk. Yeah. Okay. So he he picked up that that nomaker as uh, as celery. Celery. Yeah. Celery. Say yeah, celery. 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 Do I say that strange? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Hey Scott, say Milwaukee. Milwaukee. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. yeah. Home, the Milwaukee Bucks. Say library. Come on. Nobody cares how I say stuff. I care. It's I hilarious. Care. It's it the library. Hilarious. It is the library. <laughs> it's a library. All right. Sorry, moving along. <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Right, I got a fish. I'm going to put this microphone down okay. for a second. Scott, Scott's got a fish on. Fish on. No, I don't have a fish on. I'm going to try to, I'm going to, try to get one on. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Maureen, how'd you start playing this guy? Yeah, so, 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 <laughs> Do we already talk about that? We already that? talked about it. So, what was it, what was it like when you first... Uh, we first met Scott. Like you know, you you said you met him after playing Scott. for six oh, months. God, I'm gonna jump off the boat right I now. I saw yeah. him across the fairway on Warwick Hole Nine at the time. His bald head was sparkling in the sunlight. <laughs> he 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 was bald then. He was saying oh, a lot of swear bald. words. Okay. You oh. know, just you know, being his realistic, pessimistic self. And I said, God, I gotta have that man in my life. Yeah. Wow. And 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 the rest is history. Yeah. A lot of disc golf since. A lot yeah. of disc golf. Nice. So where where all have you guys gone? You guys have, you know, you're obviously up in the Northeast area. You've covered very much. So have you guys traveled to California together to play golf or anything? Yeah, that's a really good question. Now that I think back on it, we've done, we did Worlds in Kalamazoo was okay. a big one. That was our first big, like, trip together. Um, I did Women's Nationals by myself. He didn't go. But most recently, we were actually in Alaska for a cruise, and Scott played disc golf up there. I did not go with him because I wasn't feeling well. But that's probably the... But you were, you were on the cruise with him in Alaska. He just went by himself. Exactly. We played... Nice. We did Dela. We played De La Viega. We've played, I don't know, all over the place. Yeah, we did. we can put disc golf on the on the agenda, it certainly happens. I mean, you know, you got to play... You got to play where you're at. Yeah. What was golf like in uh, in Alaska? It was cool. Um, it was this like old growth forest area. Um, <laughs> we were on this cruise ship, and I got on the Alaska the Alaskan Disc Golf Facebook page. I'm like, I'm coming into town. <laughs> it's scoured from New yeah, Jersey. Scoured from New Jersey's rolling into town. Can somebody you know hook me up and get me to the course? And like right away, this dude named his name was Ugly picks me up. <laughs> yeah. So this guy Ugly picks me up. <laughs> I, was he ugly? No, he was a good-looking dude. As far as I'm, you know, he'd bang him. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Never banged a dude, but uh, <laughs> but he picks me up. I, I don't know if you know um, what's her name, Brianna Ansley from British Columbia drives tours in this little yeah, tiny bus. So that's I like, met this, her. Know, like yeah. Ten-foot little bus. So I, yeah. I I've met her before. And I saw this little tour of it. Oh, oh, I just lost a fish. So we played Vermont. So Worlds. go. Hold on, hold on. Let's go back yeah. to the story. So Ugly tells me, you know, I'm going to be in this parking lot, look for this little bus. So I'm walking across the parking lot, and I'm like, holy shit, like, Brianna's here. 
because we know each other, and Ugly gets out of this thing. He's like, bro, I'm your guy, man. Let's go play some disc golf. So I'm like, all right. So I get in this van with Ugly in <laughs> Juneau, Alaska, and he takes me to this course, and this van was disgusting. It was like a giant ashtray, this, this, this dude. I love him. This guy's great, by the way. Hope he listens to this podcast. <laughs> um, and, he, and he picked me up, dude, from the... From the <gasps> nope, Big snagged. fish. Oh, from the, from the, hang on. Snagged, snagged. Picks me up from the supermarket, takes me to the course. We play this course. It's like in this old growth Alaskan rainforest. It was, you know, giant trees. Everything I would, you know, it wasn't a monster course, but everything I imagined that an Alaskan disc golf course would be. And yeah, played disc golf in Alaska in Juneau with Ugly. And then on the way back, he's like, dude, I got to give you the tour. So he took me up to the glacier in Juneau. And then. It also happened that he worked in a dispensary, so I got to go to dispensary with him. I've never been to a dispensary before, um, and I didn't get anything, of course. And then he dropped me off in downtown Juneau to meet with Maureen's family, and got back on the Disney Cruise Line, and we got home. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a great trip, dude. It was that, awesome. That sounds awesome, yeah. Oh, I just lost, oh, the, oh, man. lost the whole rig. Oh, during, during that, Scott lost his lord. Yeah, he got snagged. It's okay, you know. Lord, like losing lures happens. You know, so it's man. like losing a disc. Exactly. You yeah. know, you, you can have time. your favorite disc. I lost, uh, I lost an old destroyer just last, just like a week and a half ago. I Ooh. lost, I lost a, my first run buzz two weeks ago at Camp Go. I had like two aces on it. I went back out into the hill with a golf club, like weed whacking. I was out there for like three or four hours. Never got it back. That was like. You know, oh, we man. all know what it's like. It's like losing yeah. part of your soul when you have a disc that's in your back well, for 15 like, years. Re- remind like me by the time we get back to, you know, the car, which is just from the boat <laughs> to the car. <laughs> Who knows when that's that a happens. long time from <laughs> yeah, now. That could happen. I have a second first run buzz that I'll, I'll hook you up with. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I'm, I'm, it's well seasoned. I yeah, mean, I'm just I, saying, I, if, I if you up, want it, if you want it, I, I'll give it to I you. I appreciate it. Huh? That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, I, I don't. It. I don't need it. I got yeah. you know replacements. There's yeah. nothing. There's nothing that would ever replace that. Disc, well, of course, know? yeah. That's what that happened to me. I, I hit an ace with the second first run, like one of the Ghost Stamp Players Club ones. Mm-hmm. It was like a bar stamp. Like okay. it was Ghost like stamped into the plastic. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was gorgeous. And uh, I hit an ace with it, and then like I played two or three weeks later, and it was cracked. Mm-hmm. You lost. Oh, like, you cracked an ace. Disc. I'm like, got, and I don't remember cracking it. I don't remember throwing it and having it crack. I don't know if it cracked in my bag. Mm. That's a heartbreaker. Yeah, was it like during the winter or something. Yeah, it was. It was like yeah. winterish time, you know. So, so you I leave think it that in your car that freeze. Yeah, I think that just what brutal. happened to it. And it was just so. Got to take pulled, it out of your bag. I pulled it out, and it was so disappointing, you know. Yeah, because like like I said, it wasn't during a throw, but it was just chilling in there, you know. What I mean? So what's the oldest disc that you have in your bag? Do you think? Like regularly during the summer, I have I keep a '71 mold in my bag during Holy the summer. Cow. I might be older than me. <laughs> not, not quite. Not quite. <laughs> what, know, what's that from? Like uh, 1980. 80, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's definitely an, definitely an old one, you know, that I keep in the wow, bag. That's cool. A little that's bit more amazing. stable than the, I I used to keep a '70. I used to give a 70 in the bag, and that was a little less stable than my 71. Is wow. that PDGA legal? Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. The, okay. the PDGA <laughs> the PDGA had to conform to Wamos rules exactly. as far as i'm concerned because you know I mean? they were like the first ones that people were throwing and yeah then, and you know, then... that, that was back when people they they said you had to uniquely mark your disc yeah because everybody threw the same disc right and it even to the point that Before it, the it would have like it would say name on the top and it would have a line on the top of the <laughs> disc so you would walk up and you would see two discs that were the same i assume i mean i only started playing in 08 but i would assume that you would show up and it was the same disc 
and you would see one that says scoured and one that mm -hmm. says mo. Yeah, yeah. And that's the only way you can tell the difference. Yeah, there wasn't yeah. even like color variations or nothing. It was yeah. a bunch of white. It was or, white, white with a red stamp yeah, or white with totally. a blue stamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was about it. You know. That's crazy. Yeah, no, it, it's crazy to see how far the sport has come as, as from there to now and how rules have changed and everything like that. Like I, I almost feel like me having. Uh, like I throw a lot of older plastic, me having older plastic with certain stamps on it is my unique marking. Like I should never have to mark a fourth run CE That's Eagle. a good point. Because I play a tournament, no one else is going to throw that same exact disc as me. I mean, is there anybody out there really that would ever see somebody throw a disc and there's not a mark on it? Like, oh, you don't have a well, distinguishing mark on your Frisbee. Well, if you're in certain divisions, I'm sure. Like what division? Like AM4? Like no, newbies I, I that are just getting like, into the sport? I don't, I don't like, know if it will be AM1, what AM, AM one, I feel like, will be because they feel like, and rightfully so, like when I was playing AM1, like I, it was serious. You but wanna, like because you didn't have a distinguishing mark on your disc, and you're yeah, gonna try to stroke somebody, try to win a, try to get an edge up on somebody because there's not like your yeah, name. Yeah, I, is I feel like that's a little bit of a bullshit type I of would thing. Love it's to almost, come it's that almost guy. along like the, the jersey. anything going along. <laughs> Bring the jersey, jersey out. Jersey. Yeah, we gotta go jersey just, on you. Yeah. yeah, that would that would piss me. Oh, I feel like it's like people calling someone out from going longer than 30 seconds on a shot or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, don't get me wrong. Like if you go a couple minutes, like yeah. You, Fucking, mm -hmm. You fucking throw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you're just, if you take like 40 seconds, 50 seconds, like whatever. Yeah, but I've had some interesting rules calls recently, and I'm like, <laughs> what's going on with this? Oh, yeah. I, I heard, I, I talked to someone that was on your card up at. Who was it? I talked to Dana, oh, who was Dana. on your card, and yes, she had said that right. there we was. You. She said there was some sort of goofy. Well, because I was, I was, I was texting you during the whole tournament up there. Yeah. And everything like that. You know, congratulate. You told you to kick some ass to. S-I-T-M-F-M, whatever. Our Warwick team, Our Warwick team that I should say, so this doesn't have to be censored type of, I'm not going to say the actual words. It's all good. But she said that there were some certain weird rules. Like, what exactly happened Yeah, just like crazy stuff. My favorite one was, and she and I talked about it afterwards, but if I left a disc behind, because there was so much OB up in Vermont, like it smugs, and it just is what it is in the open fields up there. And I left one of my discs behind that had gone OB. You know, I marked it and then threw a different disc, whatever, and I just walked right past it. So coming back on the next hole, which is hole eight, um, I actually went over to the other fairway and I was like, if you guys see this disc, you know, just let me know about it. So sure enough, on the next hole, the girls from the card behind us were like, we found your disc. We're so excited. So I threw it on the next hole. Mm -hmm. And one of the girls, women on my card said, you're not allowed to throw that. Since when? And I was like, yeah. she's like, that was a lost disc. And I'm like, that's not, that's not a thing. Yeah. So the long and the short of it is that I just kept it in my bag and I didn't throw it the rest. Of the just so it you, was, so you, you didn't want to call You were a path of least resistance type of Well, their claim was the rule was I had to I had to take a stroke for every time I threw that disc for the rest of the round. So now I'm like, now I have to be in the habit. Now I have to count the, the number of times that I throw this. It like wasn't even worth it. Yeah. And if you knew my bag, I only throw with 12 discs. Yeah. I hurt my back. Well, I've had a bad back my whole life from volleyball and some other sports, whatever. So long story short, I'm, you know, 14 discs, small bag, lot like not a lot of weight. So having being a disc down for me is kind of a big handicap. Mm -hmm. But um, we were like halfway through the round at that point. So I was like, you know what, let me just play without it and move along. But 
it was like weird rules stuff like that. That's I think well, that's like, like you brought up the thirty second thing. Yeah. Like I agree with is somebody is somebody really sitting there watching like thirty seconds go well, by? Well, it's like how much is it really disrupting anything if you go a couple seconds more on every hole? Yeah. I mean, you know, if it becomes like a blatant abuse of time where it's affecting the flow of the round, and mm-hmm. then, I mean, that's where you kind of step in and say, listen, dude, you know, warning, you're taking too much time. Yeah, you know, that's well, I mean, the, I, I wouldn't the point even, of the rule, exactly. I wouldn't I even say a warning. Like, at first, like, if you were taking too much time, I wouldn't even say a warning. I would, like, say to you inside, like, dude, like, yeah. step it up a little dude, bit. Dude. And yeah. then if you don't afterwards, then maybe I give you the warning, yeah. and then it's after that that it's an issue. But, yeah, you totally. know, and it's, it's almost, like, I know certain people that play fast. Yeah. And I can see someone slowing down to affect that person playing fast. But right. I, I don't I feel like I don't feel like anybody that play that, that that takes a shot more than thirty seconds is doing that necessarily, yeah. you know. And the fast players, like sometimes like you walk up, you know, you're messing around your bag and you look over to the dude and you're gonna throw and the guy's like <laughs> I already threw, and you're like, "Holy yeah. cow!" Like those yeah. people don't even I get affected. They don't even get affected. <laughs> yeah, by like there, yeah. Like, you they're, just threw already. Like where'd you, where'd you land? Like oh, yeah, they're shit, oblivious you know? to the whole yeah. entire thing almost. Like, the fast players are great. <laughs> I no, I enjoy it, but, and that's how I am. I feel like I'm a fastish player. Yeah. You know, you get it, you get to your shot. Yeah. And, you know, the less I have to think, the better. And that's almost I feel like having 14 discs in your bag can uh, can be good for that. Yeah, it's it makes like decision you don't have to like I like I carry easy. I only carry a few bags. I I keep a smaller bag. I have an older Revolution dual pack that only carries sixteen bags. I thought you said I only carry a few bags. You're like, oh, no, I, I only think, carry I may three have said bags that. now I may have instead said of that. four. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I do have a lot of disc golf bags for some reason. I don't know why. Well, the the whole hoarding thing I talked about. Oh, earlier. that's true. I, I collect a lot of bullshit and pointless things that'll never amount to anything. So right? how many discs do you carry? Do you think? If you like, ask me. 16 to 20 at oh tops. yeah you're on the low end too then yeah yeah and like and that's what's happened like because a lot of people will go on these discs like i'm i i frequent facebook and instagram a lot and people will ask like what's the best bag what's this yep. and people push the pound bags and they're great quality great bags they push the, the great yeah, i've bags. seen people talking about those pound bags yeah and they're they're expensive they're expensive yeah. but they carry a lot and they seem like people say they're they're comfortable and they push the the grip bags, and I always say the like I like I carry a Revolution dual pack. Mm-hmm. It's like the first backpack bag. It reminds me of my old Jan Sport. Is that what my to... bag was? Yeah, I think the one, it is. The one yeah. with the top and the bottom there. Yeah, yeah I, I had that bag forever, dude. It's still to- the zipper broke. Yeah, on the top where like you put all your stuff. So if the bag ever fell over, like. I Everything was a, I fell was a out. campy. I had like four holes. I'm like, damn. I was my phone. Like I had to go yeah. f- walk around a course looking for my cell phone. I'm like. All right, it's time for a new bag. You yeah, know? it's a straight yard mm-hmm. sale everywhere you yeah. go. You know, everything's I mean, getting dumped out. I'm but fortunate a... enough to good to know some sponsored players, so I just went to Brinster's basement. I'm yeah, like, I need like, a new bag, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, what, what grip bag do you have? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I even I, I actually hit, I actually hit up Steve about a Revolution bag because he used to be sponsored yes, by Revolution. That's probably where I got my last one. And from I said also, something yeah. like, "Hey, I'm looking for a Revolution dual pack." This was before uh, Charlie with Gotta Go Gotta Throw started putting out more. Yeah, they're Revolution. making them again, right? They're making them again, yeah. because yeah. Julianne had a brand new Rev bag this weekend. I'm yeah. like, where'd you get that so relic from? And she yeah. was like, they're making them again. Amy like, Campbell. Yeah, yeah I, have a co- I have a couple of them at home if you're interested, you know. And I think or, it was if Amy. Not go to yeah, God- I'm not interested, actually, because I got a new bag. So if <laughs> not, go to Gotta Go, Gotta Santa Claus just got him a brand new yeah. one. Oh, wow. What did you get him? A series? Well, he read Scott's mind, or she read Scott's mind. It? It. I don't know what his pronouns are. Yeah. But but read his mind and and got him a grip a nice grip bag. Yeah. yeah, that's the way to go, you know. But I I remember mentioning to somebody and they were like, well, how many discs does it hold? I'm like, I'm 18. And they're like, I oh, I carry 26. And it's like, uh, what the fuck? 
carries 26 yeah. ba- discs in their bag. Oh, like, dude, I carry... I, I, no, I try to keep it minimum so that, like, I don't have to think about it. I don't have to think, like, well, this 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 disc can do this. Well, so can this one and this one and this one and this one. But if I throw this one this way, it works. And if I throw this one, eh. You know, like, there's so much thinking that goes in where it's like, if you just carry a couple discs. Like, I do my best in, like, one and dones. Where it's yeah. like you carry one disc yeah. and you make it do everything you yeah. need to do. You well, make it hyzer, you make it turn over, you make it do all this type of things. And yeah. That's all you need to do. And like you have all these other, and like don't get me wrong, it's nice to have discs or clubs that th- like throw different distances the same way you throw, but like, I don't know, like I'd rather adjust and yeah. keep like, like 10 to 15 discs in my bag. Yeah, it's a confidence thing, I think, for a lot of people. It's like a crutch, you know, if one doesn't give you you know, the result that you want, then you grab the other one in your bag and that's why there's duplicates. Yeah. But for me, I just got rid of everything because I had to get the weight off my back. So mm. I'm down to 12 have discs. You, have you thought about going to a cart? I've been trying to, tr- I've been trying to push Santa the cart Claus on her, but is, okay. Scowy cloths? I'll build one in the basement. The Vermont okay. girls, the Vermont women I played with have got me thinking about it. And the, the cost, best. I think, has come down to being reasonable. Well, too. like I mean, like yeah, we can, you, we can, you can get you can, set up for less than twenty bucks. You can drive down the road and find an old like jogging stroller for a baby, <laughs> and rig something. I just gave one to Skizzy recently. I, I hooked mean, him up with one, and it's like amazing. My cart's mm-hmm. legendary, and I'm twenty dollars into it, and the thing's yeah. twenty years old. Yeah, I, I was looking at it at the house. It's still sitting outside. Yeah, getting rusty it, it's and never old. been indoors. It yeah. only spends its life outside. Yeah, winters, I mean, summers. Yeah, just throw a little WD-40 <laughs> on the axles, and you're good to go. Sometimes I'll put some steel wool to the spokes to shine her up a Ooh. little bit, but Ooh. yeah, yeah, no, it's um. He's put it on the ball hitch of the truck and driven at like forty-five miles an no, hour. No, it's been over seventy. That thing is that 70? thing. Oh yeah. Scott Howard. Yeah, no, we were at West Thompson one time, and I put that thing under the under the boat hitch, and I ripped down the down the road on that. I wanted to see how fast I can get it to go. I hit a speed bump too, and it and it's thing is still perfect. And at least people with these Zookas and and whatever else they're pulling around these three four hundred dollar things. I mean, I mean it's a milk crate bolted to a golf cart. A, pu- a push cart. And what you found? You found the push cart and what the trash. I somewhere? actually bought that off of. I went to some dude's house and bought it. It was like a Craigslist thing, and I paid twenty bucks for the push cart. I think I don't even know. I, I definitely <laughs> stole the milk crate from the back of a deli or something like that. <laughs> and then all the other hardware is on us, just stuff that I found in my basement, like five beers, and voila. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, shit. I'd like to say what the name of it is, but I might offend somebody. But it rhymes with bag boy. We'll put it to that because it's a bag boy push cart. It's the brand. Okay. Okay. And, nice. um, you know, it's transition. Let's just say that. Yeah. No. And and that's what that's what you gotta do. You can't be spending four hundred dollars or I don't I don't even know how much. Yeah. Zuka. I mean, Two three hundred dollars for Zuka. Yeah. I mean, and even we were talking about pound bags earlier. They're like four four. Are they really? Oh wow. And don't get me wrong. Like quality is quality. Yeah. I like quality things, but it's like, how much do you really use it? Every day. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I guess. Yeah. I guess that's true. I mean, I, I guess I yeah for different people. Like I don't play for, I don't play very much golf anymore, so mm-hmm. I, it's tough for me to, to really judge it. But even so, like I like I paid you know for most of my Revo bags, I paid a hundred dollars for. Is that what they went for? Hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, that seems right. Well, they were going like one eighty for okay. brand new. Yep. And then they weren't brand new for so long mm-hmm. that you had to find them secondhand. And then you just I just I just ended up buying like I had at one point I had over 12, 12 or thirteen Revo bags. Holy cow! Just because they weren't making them. I was hoarding. I was collecting them like you do your hoarding. And then and then Charlie made them again with "Gotta Go, Gotta Throw," and, All right. and then I bought two or three of the new All ones. Right. 
So I have a brand new one if you ever want one. You know? Yeah, no, I just came up with Relic? I have, yeah. I have oh, two no, of it's them. Brand, it's brand new of the new model. So it'll be what you saw, what Juliana had. Yeah. Like the Carolina tour yeah, the bag Carolina or whatever team it was. bag. That's yeah. what, like, uh, Drew Gibson. Drew Gibson actually got sponsored by Revolution right. this year. And he carries the Carolina team yeah. bag. And yeah, I, I, I love the Carolina team bag. Yeah, it's a good great, that duffel, that duffel bag style bag that isn't, like, nobody even wants to have anymore. Mm -hmm. They want the backpack. They want... Yeah. You know, the grip, you gotta put they, the quad shocks on it. Yeah, well, yeah, I had the quad shock or the, D, the old DGAs, you know, like that, those are great, you know. I had the gel straps on mine, which, Ooh. Was, which was awesome. Wow, you're yeah. fancy. Yeah, I'm a fancy kind of guy, you know, I, I don't Bougie. mess around. I mean, gotta get them yeah. pump straps on there, you know. I wish if, if, if Reebok would sponsor me in some sort of way and give me a pump strap, like, that'd, be, that'd be pretty we, sweet. We gotta get some pump straps on At your back. Reebok. Man. At Reebok, Adam. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Message them, tell them I need to be sponsored. Mm -hmm. Don't show them idea. my image because it's probably copyrighted. <laughs> 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 or the name's probably copyrighted. Uh, yeah, pump straps would be great if I could pump them up and they get a little tighter. Yeah. Like more comfortable, you know. I, I feel like I had a hat when I was younger that did that. Oh, like yeah. I had a pump hat that kind of got there. I remember uh, this. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, they had I, those. I, I vaguely remember it, but, you know, like after 11, my memory kind of got fuzzy. Same. Yeah, me too. You know, that's just what ends up happening, you know. Yeah. Nice. What do you think these people think of us in this boat? Just Want to go ask them? Yeah, yeah we, let's we go could talk go to ask those them. people. All right. Well, we're on a mission now. That's <laughs> do great. you know who they are, I am, Scott? Uh, do you have any well, idea? What the fuck? They're we're going to go interview me. them about yeah. disc golf. Holy crap. If this was a, a, this a video, get... a vlog, is that what they call it? A video log? Well, a video log, yeah. It's like, this yeah. would be, there'd be video involved, right? Yeah. I mean, we could turn on video. I'm not going to, but we could. Okay. And really do something. I don't want to bother these people, actually. You really don't? Okay. That's good. I, like, that shows maturity. We're about <laughs> to go. They look... <laughs> well, just... They probably don't. Turn this They're way. down here just trying to have a good old time. We'll go lake. mess with this guy over here. Yeah. This we'll guy. go over here and we'll talk to this guy. <laughs> this is great though i i don't go fishing very often so this was very enjoyable for me i i'm, I'm so glad that you uh, suggested this you yeah know, this, this is isn't awesome. this isn't and you yeah. caught a fish this is and i caught a fish yeah. i actually don't fish either i just you know you get on the boat and you hang out and you have a good time and He's lying. I see the you hold a fishing rod but i mean if you catch something cool but i'd rather i just i just i just rather do this yeah. i guess this is fishing I, I see all the pictures just, you catch fish yeah they're all made up it's all photoshopped. Yeah. Yeah. But you just send you send the pictures to Healy and Healy Photoshop was he throws a fish in, yep, on a line and like, hey man. He's good at it now too, man. I got him dialed in. Yeah. Well he yeah. was always kinda good. He was always yeah. making those T signs and yeah. different things, you know, so he You should yeah. see the group chat, the private chats. Oh, I I was part of one or two. Let's not talk know. about those. Yeah, we're not gonna Do you talk know Nikki Corvino? Oh, let's not I talk do about I know Nick Corvino. Let's not go there. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll just, yeah. You should get and him on this, moving along. on this thing. I want to get Nick Ravino on here. So every time he talks, I can just tell him to shut the fuck shut up. Shut up, yeah. Yeah, which is just <laughs> great, which which I love, you know. And, and I hope Nick listens to this. Anybody in the Skylands There's no knows. way. I don't think Corvino even knows what a podcast is. Well, if he does, he should. He would love this because he loves well, to hate Shout me. out to Nicky, man. Yeah, no, he's he's great. He's, one, he's a local mm -hmm. uh, Skylander that is just... He's working on his legendary status. He's, he hasn't quite got there yet. He's trying to climb up the rungs. He's got I mean, a long way to go. There's, there's, there's someone from two hours away that tells him the, you know, STFU every single time he talks. So yeah. he's, his legend's building. For breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I just, every day. It's the truth. It's the truth, you know. But, uh, yeah, I, lo I love Nick. He's one of those great people. The, the, the Corvino Shulton 
Yeah. Like Battle. rivalry yeah. is is yeah. amazing. You know, I love seeing Schulten and telling letting him know that uh, you know, no matter what he says, Corvino beat you. Yep. You're a bum. Yep. And then Leighton almost beat him. Yeah. Which was legendary. which was amazing. On the yeah. kids' course, yeah. the Brinster kids' cow, course. That, was, that first shot. Yeah. Hitting basket. Yeah. That was no, Leighton uh, um Leighton would destroy him right now. Yeah. Yeah. Leighton's a monster. Yeah, he's uh it was cool. It was uh I played wasn't it was when we played Oasis. It wasn't the Warwick Championship. It was whatever the Oasis. The, the couple weeks later, when they did a Warwick and Oasis together, it was a Bria thing. Okay, uh, the yeah, Bria yeah, Championship. Yeah, yeah. I played that yeah. with uh, Bria Invasion or whatever. Yeah, I it was played called. with uh, yeah. Finley, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bednars, and Brinster gotcha. the first round. And it was we were like 13, 12, 13 holes in, and Steve was like he kept looking at his phone, and he looked at his phone, and he yeah, like, that's right, because Leighton was playing and Leslie and was caddying. Like, he for almost him. like welled yeah, up yeah. with emotion. He was like, dude, my yeah, boy yeah, just yeah. got his first par. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and it was like, yo, how awesome is that? Like that was cool. I think it was it may have been his only par for the event, but it was like it was pretty badass. You Can know? we talk about Leslie on the bag? Leslie is like a ten fifty rated caddy. Okay, she is the best caddy out there and i mean i already said she's yeah. oh boy here's that's Eddie. great all right we're we're rolling up on an, a fellow fisherman here Hello, anglers. how Bob you do anglers. how you doing eddie good the bluegill are fulfilling the beers are wet <laughs> and the walleye aren't cooperating but it's a beautiful day here <laughs> have you ever had a disc golf podcast <laughs> swim by you while fishing There's a disc golf uh a uh, uh, four whole course around the corner for me in Cranford. I watch kids play. I tried it once and I suck. A four hole course? This is like four baskets set up in a perfect square. I don't even understand what the fuck it's supposed to be. <laughs> and it's in a fucking field. Oh, oh, sorry about that. No, this has both been thrown off cliffs. It doesn't even matter. Robin, Robin's racing. <laughs> Robin's racing. Robin's fishing. <laughs> it rolling. So, did, did you catch anything today, Eddie? I caught a ten and a half inch walleye, three bluegills, and almost dropped this rod in the water, so it's been very productive. Okay. Almost doesn't count, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you guys? Nothing. Oh, we got some bluegills. Bluegills. Uh, yeah. A largemouth bass. Well, I got a little, got a little bass, too. The bluegill was bigger than a largemouth. It was. It was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Oh, Eddie. We're coming up on my secret spot, by the way. Awesome. Oh, this is the secret well, spot. Well, happy fishing to you, sir. Happy fishing to you. <laughs> Yeah, I think they are. At this we point. already had that discussion. Yeah. <laughs> like, a like a Christmas tree. That's good. That's Eddie. He's a, yeah, what, a local legend that's, out that's here. That's right? fast, Eddie. Um, I, I, no doubt, a New Jersey fishing legend right there. Nice. nice. Eleven hundred rated New Jersey wow. fisherman in my book. Wow, book. he's like the the greatest of all. He's better than Ken Climo yeah, at fishing. Yeah, dude. I mean, he is the Ken Climo of fishing. Wow. That's, wow. I should have got it. She she should have signed the disc. Yeah. I should have got him in here. You know? <laughs> Damn! Why, why did I leave it in the car? This is bullshit. <laughs> we didn't know he was going to be here. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, apparently Scott knew he was going to be here mm -hmm. at some point today. So I had a feeling he was going to be here. Nice. So how? So you come out here what two, three times a week? No, I'm like maybe once a week. I, I okay. come up here. Any more? Did you come out more frequently in the past or? No, it's like one of those spots where you know that one day a week where you got nothing going on after work. You know, I'm lucky to have that day, you know, mm -hmm. and I'll get home from work. I'll hitch the boat up here. I'm 20 minutes away, and I'm I'm on the water 20 minutes from my house, you know. Nice. Sometimes I catch nothing. Sometimes I catch something. That's the fun of it. That's fishing, you know. But. Yeah. Hopefully we'll catch something. we got a couple lines in right now. 
We don't have any lines right now, by the way. <laughs> okay, but they, can, they, they can't see that. They can't see that. They can't see that. Okay. I'll put this microphone down. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know where to go with this, Mo. You know, we can we can go deep into it as far as you know, women in the sport, or we can. Whew. I mean, like how like how have you seen the the game change as far as like women disc golfers since you started playing? I'm loving the the. So when I started out, everybody was a right hand, backhand thrower. You know, and I think the the game has elevated to more flick sidearms. I saw over at Vermont and Nantucket. I saw overhands. I saw rollers. I saw everything. And you know, I think the diversity of the sport towards you know, with regards to females, I think has really grown. But I think what's also cool is the disc golf pro tour. Did you just what did you catch? A fish oh, on it's a stick. Oh, we got a stick. That's a good-looking stick. What do you think that is? It's like is that a, oak? It's like a pound and a half. Is that an oak? Yeah. It's beautiful. Wow. Well, That's the biggest that? thing we caught all day. Whoa! Throw it back. Throw it back. Oh wow, wow. It's below. It's below the state limit. It <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> was only two and a half feet. Need to be at least three. Not bad. <laughs> Not a keeper. Um, but I love that the payouts are now going to be equal. And I just saw that. I, I saw the headline. I think it was announced this morning. And I didn't have much time to, to read about it. But I think just equal pay, e- equality in pay with regards to women and men in the sport is going to be huge to get more women out there, out, mm-hmm. more women out there touring, get money in their pockets so they're able to do what they love and just grow the sport. So and maybe, yeah, maybe take it a little more seriously as not as just like a hobby. Because I, I know a lot of, like, I mean, I, I growing up, I knew a lot of athletes that aren't athletes anymore. They just, they're mothers. And that's it, you know, where I'm like, well, my, my friend Kelly, who like played volleyball in high school, so she's over six foot tall, mm-hmm. would smash, would absolutely smash. I called her nose breaker. She used to just <laughs> pound spikes down. Like, like she would smash if she played disc golf. But like, why? Why would, why would you play disc golf? What, for maybe a hundred bucks a weekend? If right. you practice all the time and devote more time to that than you do your family. Mm-hmm. But if it comes down to making a thousand dollars in a weekend... Oh, I'm going to spend half hour, 40 minutes putting every night, working on my drives type of thing, you know. So I'm sure that more money can draw those types of people into the sport, you know. Or even, like, fresh out of college, you know, you don't really have your life set up for you now. You don't have a family. You don't have kids. You don't have those types of things where it's like, you know, I could continue playing this sport I'm playing and maybe make a club team and never make any money, never just kind of take up time where I can play disc golf. And I can make thousands upon thousands of dollars. Yeah, like exactly. You know, I mean, it's only going to get bigger and bigger. You look at just in the past five years and even in the, we'll say the, we'll compare it to the men's sport in the last five years. Like you went from no one making any money to mm-hmm. Paul McBeth making, signing a $10 million, 10 year contract. Mm-hmm. Like that's absurd. And then you have some of these women, I'm sure Paige Pierce is making, I, I don't know the exact, she's probably making close to a million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. With all of her discs and everything like that, I mean, yeah. like, that's the cream of the crop. You're talking about the best in the oh, world. Oh, yeah, she's amazing. But she's an amazing person. She's an amazing golfer. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. You're talking about the cream of the crop, but like you can, like you can't tell me that you can't bring in other athletes to to fill in these smaller spots that like can be making five hundred thousand dollars a year 
I wish I could make five hundred thousand. Yeah, a year. I mean, you need to get a field out there, and I think manufacturers and sponsors have been getting better at that. And I'm no expert in this area, but like we were hanging out with Heather Young, and she's a 19 year old from Arkansas, I think. And we were at Nantucket together, and I tell you right now, she was a rock star. She was, I actually played with her the first round at Nantucket. Her focus, her determination, like she's in it for the long haul. And it was so refreshing to see people like that. She's obviously got the monetary help behind her, which is great, through sponsors um, to help her tour and stuff like that. So that's promising to me because that was never there. I mean, you and I started around the same time, me probably two years you know, prior to you, but that was never there. To your point, five years ago was really the tipping point. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like, yeah, like for, for everybody, you mm-hmm. know, like, I mean, yeah, you'd hear about people winning big events or whatever, but it's like you would think that was what they were living on was their winnings and events. And now that's like extra cash. Well, I hate to say it this way, but women would have to tour with men who are making more money Mm -hmm. or end up in the same, you know, van or room or whatever in order because they weren't making enough money to live. So with the few exceptions, I think, you know, I'm not on the insider of anything, you know, I'm kind of a Northeast pro if nothing else, but I think it's grown a lot and I'm really excited to see where it goes. Yeah. I think it's awesome. You know, it's awesome to see the growth and more young people getting into it and, uh, you know, schools getting into it a lot. And, right. And Could that, you imagine if you started disc golf? Well, like, I, like that's what happened. Eight or yeah. Ten or well, whatever. I mean, that, that happened while uh, the disc golf pro tour was in town and someone that you're friends with and I'm friends with Zoe and Dyke and Dustin and Dustin Keegan were in town and they're with you played disc golf. They went to my local high school. My, that's they went so to cool. My, like, my local high school. I love it. And they taught classes with all of the, the gym classes. Oh no no! I didn't I didn't go to school I didn't go to school <laughs> with them. No, no, like that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I would, you know. um, but they went to my high school, my local high school to give lessons, and and they went there. Um, I think Kona went out there. I want to say Missy went out there. Um, James Conrad was there. Like, am I, dude? You're in high school in your physical education class, and the the world champion shows up to your class. How yeah, cool right? is that? Like, tell, like that's that's the growth of the sport. Yeah. You know, and and for every, you know, for every like man or woman that's going to school that isn't an athlete or isn't a part of, you know, the football team or like I wasn't I wasn't on any of these teams. I wasn't like disc golf would be amazing. Like, I wish I would have known about it. I knew about it, but I wish it would have been in front of me like that. And that's where people like Zoe and Dustin are great for it. Like Des and Des Redding and Jay Mm -hmm. and Jay Redding, like. How awesome is that? Like they're teaching to these schools, yeah. and then we get locals in there. Like uh, Kevin, Le- we spoke about Kevin Lebowski earlier. He's he helped design Disco or uh, Naka Mixon. He's a teacher at the high school. Yeah, it's like he's one of like he's one of the people that has made me want to disc golf my whole entire life. Like as far as I've been disc golfing, and he's just he's a teacher in the high school. He's he's influencing our youth, mm-hmm. and that's what you want. And that, that's like it's awesome, you know, because all the everybody I meet, you know, like you and Scott, like you guys are you guys are awesome people. Influencing the youth, though that's for sure. Well, I mean, but but why not? You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you're, you know, you're you're not exactly the the most PG person to be out there like influencing the kids. But why the heck yeah. not? You have lessons to teach. You can, you know, you just taught me how to fish. I I I never was taught how to fish. I was never taught how to cast a line. Scott just taught me how to cast. He's a yeah. great. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, a, I'm a pro. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a local pro. You know. <laughs> well, I think you said it right. You know, the 
the Des and the J, you know, with their foundations kind of leading, because you can't just go to, you know, a public school and be like, right, I want to teach this. Mm -hmm. Like the curriculum, you know, the the reasoning behind it. And I think a lot of people have kind of paved the way to that, which I think is freaking awesome. Right. Because that's only going to grow our sport more. It's going to get kids more healthy. It's going to give them like how many times in gym did you play like badminton? You know what I mean? Not, yeah. not knocking badminton, badminton to all badminton. the listeners out there who play Mr. badminton. Mr. Sherman was a shit. But um, also I was really good at badminton, by yeah. the way. But I'm just saying like <laughs> no, I know, it would have been he's... really cool no, I, I if wish... I was in like oh, fifth no, Oh, gosh. Yeah. Are you oh, sure it's fish? On. Fish on. Fish or here, let me hold you. Get the net. Get the net. Okay. Right, oh, we got a walleye. First fish here. Okay, I'm gonna net my first fish. I'm trying hold to hold on. the mic and hold net a please. fish. Oh, it's a, it's a. Forget it, forget it. No, uh, what is it? It's a white perch. A that's, white that's perch. That's a white perch. That's that a seems... that's a pretty fish though. You gilled it. What's him. It's a white perch. No, it's not what we're after. But it's... No, that's a shame. Well, Do we got. Do you want to take a picture with we it? We got so excited. Did I touch it? Oh, here comes Ooh. Eddie. Oh wow, that's prickly. That's like. Oh. Okay. Well, that's a shame. All right, we got excited. We thought we had a fish on. Man. Yeah, well, we did, yeah. I mean, it looked really cool to me. Yeah, but Scott, that was awesome. If this was a video podcast, which a lot of people have suggested I should do, that would have been awesome. <laughs> but uh, I'm lazy, and I'm not about to edit video all the time and, uh, <laughs> and deal with that kind of bullshit. You know? so. I try to keep this as easy and light as possible. Yeah. Same way, man. yeah, exactly. So to any of the new listeners that <laughs> hopped on after the last podcast, uh, just know that I'm pretty lazy. <laughs> and, uh, and I don't I'm, think you're lazy, dude. No. I mean, you woke up today, you drove uh-huh. two hours to New Jersey to meet us to do this. That ain't lazy. I mean, I would never do what you did today. Well, at the same time, you got to understand that I drove two hours to hang out with two people I like. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, I love, I love you guys. Actually, like, yes. I like, I've said it earlier. I love Mo. Aww. I love the shit out of you, Scott. My like, teammate. You got, yeah, like you're just you're great people. Like, you know what I mean? Over these past couple of years, and like you, like you mentioned earlier, that it's almost clicky, in a way. A lot of these clubs and everything, and it was. And like, and once you get in, and you realize it's not clicky. It's just people that are very protective of their family. You know what I mean? You are like you're, this is your family, the Skylands family, the the shade. I'll call it the shady family in All a right. way. You know what All I mean? Right. You know, you're very protective. You're not just gonna let some outsider in because I'm an outsider. Yeah, I don't I'm know. From... I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't agree with exactly what you're saying. Okay. I mean, but just with anybody, like you want to get to. Oh nope. <laughs> Snagged. You want Snagged I mean... again. Was fishing a good idea or a bad idea? Yeah. Fishing is a great idea. <laughs> I mean, it's just a matter of getting to know people, and mm-hmm. if you suck, we don't want to hang out with you. And if you're cool, we want to hang out with you. Cool. And, and it just so happens that most people are pretty freaking cool, so let's all hang out. Yeah, you know? yeah well, and when he tr- says suck, he doesn't mean with disc golf ability. Well, course, he means mean, like as yeah, a I mean, we're yeah, we're yeah, we're friends with Corvino and Shulton, so, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. we love we love the shit out of those people. I mean, yeah, yeah. Some of my best friends are horrible at disc golf. Yeah. Some don't even know about disc golf. Yeah. I don't care about disc golf. Yeah. No, and, and that's true. And I, I feel like with every group, especially with these older, like you guys have history. You guys have been around. You've been around this area for a while. You, you have to feel people out. I'm very open to just, you know, if you're if, if you're good this weekend, I'm gonna hug the shit on you at the end of the weekend. Like hell yeah, bro. I wasn't getting that out of Scott. It was like be good next weekend too. <laughs> and then <laughs> you're not gonna hug me. We're in a pandemic, bro. Okay. Okay. My social D. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, Eddie liked that one. Yeah. Eddie's laughing. <laughs> you can't hear it, but Eddie's about fifty feet away, laughing his ass off. 
<laughs> oh man, I feel like this this has gone off the rails. Much like every other podcast that we've had, you know. Yeah, this is a, this is a trip, you know. I'm I'm enjoying it very much, you know. Um, is I don't. Know, is there anything you'd like to promote, Mo? I mean, this is towards the end of the podcast. I usually let people start to promote things. If you're any projects you're working on, any you know, whatever sponsors you have. No, peace and love, sponsored by Advil. That keeps these old bones moving, but not really. That was a joke. Yeah. Um, but no, we're, you know, I'm on the board for Skylands. We're trying to get Buzzies. Um, unfortunately, the Greenwood Lake. There's some drama going on there with regards to building a boat ramp and stuff like that. And Buzzies is one of our oldest courses in America, in the world, to be honest with you. Yeah, was so, it like early '80s was built? <sighs> Up to debate. 88, 89, I think. We've... Okay. 88, the original yeah. baskets, right? There's the Mach, Mach 1 originals. Mach 1 original baskets that were um, supposedly, I think, the very first PDGA tournament. Yeah. That was or sanctioned tournament. I'm probably getting this all wrong, but happened, I think, at Craigmere. Yeah. And the very first sanctioned... One of the very first PDGA sanctioned tournaments happened, and that course kind of fell to the wayside and those baskets are actually at Buzzies right now the original Mach 1 so they're historic historic original baskets nice yeah and they're they're very much uh anytime anybody says playing Buzzies they mention the baskets to me yeah yeah the Mach 1s and you know what that not a lot of people out there but if you learn how to putt on a Mach 1 you can putt on anything oh heck yeah some of the best putters I know are probably well from Buzzies I mean Steve Steve Brinster learned how to play golf at Buzzies right Mm-hmm. You know, so like you got him, he's one of the be- one of the best golfers in the game, and yeah. you got some of the better golfers down, you know, I just like down our way down towards Sedgley. Yes. And you see the yeah. Aaron, you see the Aaron Fahey's who yes. can just drill a putt from just about anywhere and can lay it in a Mach one. Uh huh. You know, and I think that takes a lot. I think you said that, it best. You got to lay it in yeah. to the Mach one. Well, there's yeah, so you much can't. where people like talk about yep. these Mach X's or the Prodigy baskets where you can throw a driver in at 60 miles per hour. <laughs> It'll catch it. Awesome. Cool. I don't give a shit about that. I want, like, there needs to be, like, some touch, some yeah. finesse to it. You know, it's a very finesse type of game. You might be in the minority. Well, there, no, I'm but... definitely in the minority. Don't get me wrong. I flutter putt. Like, I, I, I put absolutely zero spin on my putt. So, yeah. you know, I call it sloppy moochie putting. There was a guy down our way, Anthony Marucci. I don't know if you ever met Anthony. No. He, uh, he was a lo- local legend type of guy that played a lot of leagues and knocky a lot back when I was starting to play. But he has, his disc would come out and it would wobble, like so bad. Fluttery. Yeah, it was so, and, I, and I'm much the same way. And, and I, I, I credit it to a Disc Golf Monthly video where Ken Climo talked about spin on a disc. Yeah. And he said, the less spin I put on the disc, the less chance it's going to spin out. I didn't say no spin. Yeah, just, just a little, little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Scott watched about. the same yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's and that's the thing, you know, and, and that's what I always try to do, or at least I think I tried to do. Maybe I'm just lazy and don't want to put a lot of spin on it. But, <laughs> but that's me. Be lazy, you know. So um, yeah. is there anything you'd like to you'd like to shout out? Any sponsors, any golf sponsors? You sponsored by uh, Rapala or uh, no sponsors, or, no fishing sponsors. Just um, I mean, we're losing. We may lose Buzzies because it's under fire right now because of. Um, there's no public boating access to Greenwood Lake right now, and the state's really coming down hard on providing public access to a lake. And Buzzies is the only public property on the entire lake, and it's ground zero for this proposed boat ramp, and it looks like it's going to go forward. So if anybody out there after listening to this podcast has any pull with anybody 
who gives a damn about the only public green space left on Greenwood Lake. Just try not to have that boat ramp built there because that course has been there since the early 80s. Not only is it a disc golf course, I mean, it's a public park, it's a public green space, it's the only public area on the whole lake, and basically they're gonna turn it into a giant parking lot that's gonna be used seasonally at best. And it's a waste, in my opinion. And I am a fisherman and a boater, and it's, it sucks. So if anybody out there has any pull, help us out. Yeah, it's sad times with buzzies. Yeah, say. yeah, you know. Eddie over there might dis- might disagree with what I just said. <laughs> well, he signed the petition. Well, honestly, <laughs> well. Foot and a half deep for the boat ramp. <laughs> Eddie has some opinions. <laughs> We're just gonna. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start a boat tow business once that ramp goes. <laughs> I really hope. I really hope we can hear that. Eddie's still talking. Yeah, Eddie is still talking. He's absolutely so, right. He's absolutely right. He is absolutely right. Bas- basically, we'll just say, like, you know, hashtag whatever the millennials or kids these days are saying. Hashtag, uh, like, fuck the boat launch. Say buzzies. Say buzzies. Man. Say buzzies. It was, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a course I go, I come up for uh, thank- Thanksgiving doubles. Um, I come, every so often I try to make it up for Thursday doubles if I get off of, done, off of work early enough. Um, I come, you know, it's just, it's an awesome place. It's, it's a fun, very, uh, for everybody in LVDC and that area, it's very, uh, Sedgley like mm-hmm. it's uh, the environment, Absolutely. the environment there is unlike any environment other than, other than that or South family. Mount. It's, it's very, it's very mm-hmm. much a family. They raise absorbent amounts of money for shelter, our sisters, for shelters, yeah, for shelter, our sisters for West that, Milford. And that's what you guys do on, uh, for your ice bowl usually, which is yeah. the, fir- the first Sunday before the Super Bowl. Yep. I know that only because it's South Mountain mm-hmm. ice bowl <laughs> at the same time, which raises a shitload of money too. But you guys only bring in 72 people, yeah. correct? Because we're, we're in over, we have tens of thousands of dollars donated to that charity at this point. Shelter us. Tens of thousands. Tens of thousands, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at it because like, because down, down where we are, like the South Mountain uh, ice bowl, it's like, it brings in like so many people. It's just absurd. You know, we're we're playing out with like eight sums at the smallest. So and how it, many? So you fill the course with unlimited. You don't just have four or five sums. Yeah, it's, you it's just, unlimited because uh, the I think the insurance. They, we don't need to be PDJ sanctioned for the insurance. So, uh, I got gotcha. So it, it kind of just so it's, it's 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 an unsanctioned event. So you can have as many whatever like, you want to do. Much like New Year's down at uh, yes. Sedgley, where they have fifteen sums, twenty sums, forty sums, whatever. Bloody Marys. Tables. Tables, tables of upon Bloody tables Marys. of Bloody Marys. I remember. So, you know. Um, Love it. But yeah, Buzzies. But Buzzies brings in as much, if not more. I don't know the numbers, but it's like, I, th- I want to say it's more than what South Mountain brings in with a third of the players. We've got a lot of generous, a lot yeah. of generous disc golfers in Skylands. And that generosity comes, really shows itself on all of our ice bowls. And Buzzies is definitely one of them. And it's a great mm-hmm. cause. Just another reason to save the course. Yeah, it's a it's a great course, great great club, 
and uh, great people. Like I, I, I love it. I love it up here. There's a reason I travel two hours. I would travel two <laughs> hours for New England team team challenge. Team challenge. And then, and then I, I like the first year I played. I didn't play any home matches. I travel two hours. I travel two hours and then go to New Hampshire. <laughs> We went to Massachusetts, or we went to yeah, like wherever. I like, and I and it was because I didn't I didn't play home matches, but I I'll travel for that because I love you guys. I love I love the Skizzies, the Maskleys. I love the you know the the Kennys. Like the, I absolutely love the Kenny family. I go there every year for Thanksgiving now. I love yeah. it. I would see you at the hotel, the game of the match, and I'd be like, Blaze is here? Yeah. Like, because you don't know what the roster is because yeah, yeah, we're so well, dysfunctional yeah, exactly. or whatever. Yep. We'd show up and well, I'd be like, so many Blazy. Well, there's so many people, like, <laughs> down down our way. Like, we imagine getting, imagine getting 20 plus people together once a month on a team that only has, what, you had 24 or 5, 24 or <laughs> 25 on the roster, though, because yeah. you can't have too many subs. Right. Like, we couldn't do that down south and put up a competitive team. We couldn't do that. Yeah. Like, and it, it's amazing, and it shows a lot to this area, this community, and what has been built here and has been established here. And uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it, and I'm glad that the next, the, this podcast, and at least the next one, are going to be Skyland centric. Nice. And I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping to get a couple more Skylands people at some point. Um, you know, I'm not sure who exactly. I mean, you, I, I can ask you guys afterwards who you would, who would you would think would be the best people to have on the podcast mm-hmm. to kind of draw. Like I, you know, I want, I want to, I want the history of the Skylands to be put out. Oh, I put. Okay, yeah, I got your roach. Okay, okay. So I, because I put a lot of history of the the Lehigh Valley Club, which is a club I'm a part of, um, out there already, and like to get this out, and then who knows, I'll move somewhere else. And yeah, I'll, and I'll dude, I love so, it. So like that, that's kind of what the, that's what this is all about. That's what this is, you know. And that's why I was so happy that I could ask you to come out and do this. And I was I was ecstatic that you want that Scott wanted to come out and do this. You know what I mean? I I wasn't sure right? if he. I mean, I, I knew, wasn't ecstatic. <laughs> but I, I knew that oh, you were, I knew I that you knew it was going to be a good time man yeah. I knew I knew you were a fan so I'm, I'm happy that mm-hmm. you wanted to come out and I and I enjoyed that you know I might have if I ever get shirts made you'll get one you know I might even have your name on it you know maybe your face who knows you know Ew. we'll figure it out so um I think we're gonna wrap it up there it, cool. I think that was great we'll maybe crack another beer and enjoy the rest of this uh Probably. This, this nice evening out here. It's a little after five o'clock now out here on the lake. So um, thank you all for listening. I'm Johnny Blaze with the Weekly Pump. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram. Um, we don't have a Twitter, so don't check us out there. Maybe I'll get a Twitter. Um, yeah, that's about it. So uh, thank you very much, and uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Sweet, dude. Let's get drunk. <laughs>